Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your wonderful co-host, Kirk. Hello, hello. I'm your other co-host, Cam, and man, we've got a packed show. We really do. I used to say that before every episode in the cold open that we had a packed show, and the truth of the matter is we really do have a packed show again, and that is a, that is a lovely, great feeling, Kirk. We've got... You know, if it, you know, for the stream, let's talk about the stream specifically. We've got packed little podcasts for you, podcast people. But specifically in the stream, we've got a huge movie review, number one box office winner. We've got tons of huge movie news. We've got games. We've got schoolyard picks. We got the whole thing rocking this week. All of it. We got all of it. Um, we're going to let you know what's coming up, what's uh, what to watch for, you know, like what's coming up in streaming, what's coming to theaters. So many great things, Kirk. It's great to be here, don't you think? There's a lot of things happening. There's a lot of things happening. I don't even know what's in store for this. I come in blindly often to our episodes that we record. I like that. Like gleefully. Like you might even say, hey, watch this trailer. And I try to. I really try. And then sometimes i don't sometimes you're getting my blind reaction to things here on the podcast yeah i think that's mostly me a lot of times i will be like hey here's what we're going to talk about today and sometimes i'm like no you don't get to know that's right you withhold you with you just draw back i do i had notes you, uh... i had notes ready for this episode hours ago did i send them to you <laughs> no no i didn't i sure didn't <laughs> and that's by design because I feel you're quick on your feet, Kirk. You're like a cat. You're really you react really quickly. And so I want to get your gut reactions. I don't want I don't want these well thought out things. I want uh, I want your visceral reaction. That's what I really want. Yeah, because you don't want to be over rehearsed. Like okay, when Cam right. talks about um, uh, what it might be, uh, Candyman, you know, a specific thing in there. I'm gonna be yes. like, whoa, actually, here's my true feelings. Versus, you know, like I have like a prepared joke or something, and then it just falls flat, and I exactly. am embarrassed for the next eighteen minutes, and then I get back into it. Right, so yeah, I'm I'm down. I'm down for what you got thrown at me. Yeah, it should be good. It should be good. But yes, as you mentioned today, the movie we're reviewing. It's Candyman this week. We're reviewing Candyman, directed by Nia DaCosta, starring Yaya Abdul-Mateen and uh, Tayana Paris and others. Um, so that's very exciting. We are going to play a game. And Kirk, you're the game master, so I'm leaving that to you. We'll talk about that when the time comes. We're going to do a schoolyard pick of Candy in honor of Candyman. It's kind of like, we'll, we'll save that for the very end of the stream because it's like that thing where you watch a scary movie and then you have to like do something fun or watch something fun before you go to sleep so that your, your dreams aren't haunted. That's what we're giving you guys at the end of this. We're going to review a scary movie, but then we're going to talk about candy. So it's like palate cleanser, reset button, done. You That's know? right, because we will probably scare you in what we're going to talk about today and re rehashing feelings from the movie, the Peter Pants scale. We're going to reenact... How scared we were. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to reenact some of the scenes, actually, from Candyman. <laughs> <laughs> yes. While you're over there on your screen and I'm over here, we're going to read. That would be impressive. We'll have to We'll have to work that out. And if you're only listening, it's going to be like a radio show for yes. you. So get ready. We'll do ready. sound effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, buzzing. There it I is. I don't know if there was an explosion. No, but we can add one. I think that we can... <laughs> creative interpretation so yeah we'll be doing some of that 
And then, of course, we'll get you caught up on the latest movie and TV news and what's popping, which we're going to dive into in just a second. But first, Kirk, but first. What? I'm going to break some news. I'm going to break some news that I have not seen reported anywhere else. So I'm, I, I think it's possible oh. that myself, along with my wife, Jackie, were the first to discover that a new scene has been added to the Paw Patrol movie on Paramount+. Plus. That's right. You heard it yes. here first. I have not seen it on Reddit. I have not seen it. I have not seen an article about it, not a tweet about it. Nothing. This is it. This is the first reporting. This is big, big stuff. There was a scene added. And Kirk, you mentioned something about how not every dog got their piece of time, didn't you? Was that, that you? correct. Yeah, yes, yeah. That, that was, was like one of your critiques. A few of them did not get it get the opportunity. Yes. And I think perhaps the most glaring omission was Rocky, the mm-hmm. the green, you know, the earth saving dog and this new scene features rocky and it's during the fireworks part when mayor humdinger setting off the fireworks in the square rocky gets a whole new you know 30 second to one minute bit where he gets to sort of save the day and you see him spring into action that was just added and you may say how did you notice this cam well uh it's quite simple really i've seen this movie now five trillion times and so uh (laughs) if anything is even slightly amiss i'm all over it Trust me, I'm over it. Um, in fact, I've watched it so many times as background noise at this point because my kids have been sick with like a, mm-hmm. some sort of cold plague. It's horrible. Um, and so the movie watching has really, I mean, we're talking like three times as much movie watching going on in the house as per, like compared to usual. Right, and right. so I usually watch it as background noise. So I had to question myself first, like, wait is this new or have I just literally never seen this before? But no, it's definitely new. Yeah. Did it become the Mandela effect or yes. it was it actually a new scene? Um, yeah. I would, I would imagine you walking around your living room and your, your kitchen set up, they kind of uh, merge into each other. You're like pouring yourself some cereal and you're just like mouthing the word or not, not even mouthing, probably acting them out yeah. at this point. You've seen it so For many sure. times. Yeah. And then you come to a complete halt when you hear new dialogue and Rocky uh, in his car, in his vehicle, green means go. And you're like, wait a second, that did not happen before. This is this is the path that I imagine stopped you. Dead it was pretty tracks. close. It was pretty close. Like I was eating dinner and I did a double tick. I was like, hold, I was like, hold on, hold on. We got something going on here. This is new. And uh, yeah, so you heard it here first. And that's big news. I think that's probably the biggest story that we'll cover today. For all you Paramount Plus subscribers out there, of which I know there are many, um, meaning I know of just me and nobody else who subscribes to the platform. I assume there are others, but I have yet to meet someone who actually pays for it, um, except for me. So here we are. Yeah, not happening. All right. Now that we got that out of of the way, I think that might be the first news story we've ever broken on this podcast, but... That is the ticket. That's juicy, isn't it? We're going to go viral. This is, yeah, it's all it's all looking up from here, Kirk. There's nowhere to go but up. This is it. Um, you are the guys that broke the Paw Patrol news <laughs> the in big 2021. Paw Patrol news. Yes, yes, I know. Thank you. All right, let's jump into some real news. Let's jump into what's popping, Kirk, shall we? Let's do it. All right, we got some, we got some big stories um, trying to decide where to start. There's so many. Lots of these are like new details about new movies, which is ultra fun. A lot of times we're like 
so-and-so movie this release date <laughs> you know but now we've got some some new some new movie details but i want to start here one of the big stories over the last week is that we know that black panther wakanda forever is filming we talked about it last time there were some set photos uh you know at on mit's campus that featured letitia wright but we heard late last week that letitia wright was actually uh hospitalized suffer after suffering minor injuries on the set of the movie now she's going to be okay emphasis on minor injuries but this was a this was a bit of a delay so that's coming from deadline letitia wright was hospitalized we don't know really what her status is now we don't know what the status of the production is but we know that it wasn't expected to be serious and and only minor delays at this point now what's interesting and we will continue to follow this story for you kirk you posted something on social media earlier today that there are some rumors i think we can Mm -hmm. only call them rumors at this point because we're waiting on some other sources bigger sources to confirm but there are rumors that letitia wright has signed on for many many more movies within the marvel universe as shuri and presumably that would mean that she would take on the mantle of black panther right right i think that while she was in the hospital bed she was just signing contracts you know she's like this is a great time to get this out of the way i've got a really busy schedule so you know silver lining silver lining yeah i think that uh that's something that everyone kind of immediately not hoped for but you know in in the in the wake of of chadwick boseman's death they're like well you know you can't replace him that was clear uh but what's the best uh, the next best thing Letitia Wright so that'd be super great I've been hoping for it for a long time yeah I mean obviously you can't recast T'Challa that was the right thing to do it was the only thing to do um, but I think you know as we you know as soon as this movie started we started to know this movie was under production people started to really start to ask the question of what what is next for the Black Panther franchise and if Letitia Wright is signing on for more movies that would seem to point in that direction and like you said she was the obvious choice to begin with it has backing in the comics she's a great actor she stole the show really in black panther one as shuri um played a big role in infinity war so i think this is the right move i think it's interesting you know we'll have to wait and see if this ever does get confirmed by a big outlet because marvel likes to play things so close to the vest so sometimes you just hear these like rumblings they end up being true but you don't ever hear it like actually confirmed until later but you know kevin feige came out recently and said that they were sort of staying away from the big you know nine movie contracts that they used to sign but Mm -hmm. you know if we're talking black panther and we're talking about somebody who's an up-and-comer and young like letitia wright this is the this is the move you know that's that's what you kind of have to do to lock people in like that so we'll be waiting for more information there but for right now we're just wishing wishing her well and that she she gets healed up and production can resume on black panther those things are never fun when people get injured on set okay next up some new movie news let's talk about some new movies shall we okay first up it was announced over the last week um, by Deadline that Chris Evans and Scarlett Johansson are going to be reuniting on the screen for a new romantic action adventure titled Ghosted, which sounds, I'm just speculating at this point, but it seems like Ghosted is kind of like the, you know, the generational term, like uh, you you would think, you would uh, associate it with like modern day dating, like somebody you reach out to, they ghost you, et cetera. So that could be, the, the reason or, or maybe it's a double entendre maybe there's something to do with like 
ghosts in this movie. Yes. I don't know. Um, but the movie is going to be directed by Dexter Fletcher, who directed Rocket Man. And it's going to be released on Apple TV Plus, and all of these details are coming from Deadline. Kirk, what's your reaction to this movie? What are your thoughts? You know, it's so funny when you have chemistry between two actors and you just keep pairing them together, like over and over and yeah. over again. I mean, people will probably forget, but there is a terrible uh, early 2000 movie called The Perfect Score, which stars Chris Evans and Scarlett <laughs> Johansson yeah. about stealing the ACT scores. It's abysmal it's a or sat whichever one it might be and then of course their romantic interest uh, in in these in the, in the marvel cinematic universe and now this ghosted to me sounds exactly like that maybe they um have a fantastic um uh, they're both on vacation but really they're both spies like a la mr and mrs smith and one of them just stops talking to the other and all of a sudden they meet up when they have guns in their faces because they're um, two spies from two different entities and they're like why didn't you call me back and they're shooting people that's the scene i imagine that yeah, we get yeah. in the trailer if we're going down that route um and then chris evans dies and he becomes a ghost to support scarlett johansson <laughs> and the rest of their mission i think that's exactly how this plays out yes wow i mean that sounds like a script that could could exist i like that i like i like large parts of that Thank you. If it's still in pre-production, I think that you can take this uh, whatever studio and make that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it's early. It's got to be early if we're just now getting casting news. It's definitely not too late to insert some of those great plot points that you were just dishing at <laughs> into this movie. So I think it should be it should be done. And you know what? Dexter Fletcher may have directed Rocket Man, which was a great movie, but still still new in the game from direction. So, I mean, if they want to bring you on board to, to help kind of mold that story, I think that would be a wise move on their part for Apple TV+. Plus. As I've said, you and I should be consultants on every movie because mm. then we would make sure that their investment was secure because we don't really tolerate bad movies. Like, we'll still give them, like, a proper rating, but there's lots of times we rate movies and we say, man, it could have been better. Great. Yeah great base uh we watched reminiscence offline and you had you had great uh great taste and intellect on that you said it was good but it could have been great so that's true it, we would at least ensure that every movie that gets made we like and that's what's most important i think that's that's, right. that's really like i don't know who else shares our views but i would love to live in a world where i just like every movie that comes out that would be great no wasted effort no wasted time there Another 10 out of 10 curls from Popcorn for <laughs> 10 Breakfast. 10 out of 10, yes. No conflict of interest there whatsoever. <laughs> All right, next up, more more new movie news. This one has really piqued my interest. So Kenya Barris, we know Kenya Barris, the creator of Blackish, uh, Grownish, Mixedish, I think is the new, you know, that that whole. That's right. The ish <laughs> multiverse of that, the, the ish <laughs> cinematic universe, whatever you want to call it. Uh, he, of course, we talked about it before, he signed this massive deal with Netflix, then recently, you know, walked away from it. It was like a, it was like a nine-figure deal. Um, but before, you know, his contract is officially terminated, he does have a movie on the way at Netflix. And The Hollywood Reporter is reporting that the two stars attached to this movie right now are Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill. Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill attached to this Kenya Barris film. And it's going to be a comedy. It's going to be about, um, you know, they're, they're speculating that's going to be about, uh, you know, like how cultural differences and generational differences can shape relationships. And I just have to say, and I want to get your take on this too. That is a match made in heaven. 
Eddie Murphy and Jonah Hill, two guys with superb comedic instincts and different styles, but I, I feel like we'll complement each other super, super well from like even, you know, slapstick perspective, just like a flat out, you know, deadpan joke telling. Like, I think this is a, a perfect match, Kirk. What's your reaction to this? Yeah, because, you know, uh, Eddie Murphy's style is obviously more upfront and flamboyant. And then you have Nick Jonas, Nick Jonas or Joe Jonas, Nick, Jonah, Jonah Hill, <laughs> not, not a Jonas brother. Good night, everyone. <laughs> yeah, go ahead and sign off, Kirk. You're, you're done here. You're gone. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking Nick Jonas this whole time. I was preparing to tell you. Um, I saw your eye. facial reaction and I was like, I was like, oh, he hates this. He doesn't like this at all. <laughs> I was like, you know, I saw this TikTok with uh, Nick Jonas making fun of his brother. That was pretty funny. So, yeah, why not? He's been he was like a wrestler in a TV show. And maybe I said a Joe bro. I don't know. I'll have to go. Uh, we'll no. have to listen to the playback. Probably not. So Jonah Hill is what you said or, or what you That's meant right. at least. Jonah Hill. <laughs> Excellent. Let me catch up. Jonah Hill and Eddie Murphy. Yeah, I think that's a fantastic mix of uh, of comedy right there. Yeah, I'm down for that. Yeah, I I feel like Jonah Hill is like very underappreciated. I feel like mm-hmm. I, I love him in just about everything that he's in, but I especially love him in a, in a comedy setting. I know that he has more range than that, but he just slays. I just think the 2122 Jump Street, like that persona that he plays oh, is just man. so money. It's it's so hilarious. And I could see there being reflections of that in this story if that's the if that's the route they're going. So that's you know exciting. What both of them are really good at um, is that fighting. Like uh, yeah. they both <laughs> have a lot of of movies where they bicker at someone. Yeah. And they're so uh, locked in on their honesty in that moment that you, you can't believe how, like they're doubling down hard on their direction and so seeing seeing a, like a fight and then bickering I think is going to be just the the, all the magic in that movie whatever it turns out to be yeah and I'm bummed that it's going to Netflix because then I can't buy the um, you know like the combo pack with the special features and like the bloopers and outtakes and right. stuff like that because you know the improv behind the scenes is just going to be off the charts and there's going to be so many great jokes and one-liners that get left on the cutting room floor. I'm just like, ah, I hope they find a way to squeeze that in somewhere. It'll yes. be so good. All right, moving along. I, I want to address something really quickly before we move on to some stuff. We talked last week about Vulture, how Vulture, the publication, was reporting that 100% Venom Let There Be Carnage was being delayed to January. Well, this week... Variety clapped back and was like, our industry sources say that it's not being delayed till January, that it's sticking with October 15th. And that appears to be substantiated by the fact that the first ever poster dropped for this movie today. And it has right at the bottom in only in theaters, October 15th. So it sounds like Venom is sticking to its new date of 1015. So Mark your calendars mm. and, and mark it with pin this time because I think it's going to stay. We're getting a little too close for it to move again, I think. Correct. All right. Moving right along. Um, okay. One thing that dropped today, DC Fandom. DC Fandom, which is the um, DC like virtual con that they kicked off last year. I, don't, I mean, it, it maybe it will be in person someday, but so far they've had two pandemic riddled years. So... Uh, It was virtual last year. It's going to be virtual this year. Of course, the big story coming out of it, the event last year, which I actually 
really enjoyed um, was the Batman trailer. You know, that movie yes. was like two months into production and we got a trailer and everybody was like, what? What is happening? But DC Fandom has been announced for October 16th. So a day after that Venom date we were just talking about. Okay, It's okay. going to be virtual. And here's the lineup, some of the heavy hitters. We're getting a new trailer for the Batman. We're getting a what they're calling a first look at Black Adam. I would have to imagine that that's some version of trailer because that movie's well underway. Um, so they, they should have something there. We're getting a sneak peek of The Flash, which will probably involve some sort of movie content. And then behind the scenes looks at Shazam Fury of the Gods and Aquaman 2 and a sneak peek at Peacemaker, among other things. Now, worth noting... They're calling it a behind-the-scenes look at Shazam! Fury of the Gods, but that movie wrapped production today. Like, they're done. So Mm -hmm. there has to be enough for a trailer there. I I will be fully expecting a trailer and will be disappointed if we don't get one. But out of the upcoming DC projects, either the ones that I named or didn't name, Kirk, what are you most looking forward to at DC Fandom? You know, before the Suicide Squad, um, well, the Batman, obviously, that's number one. Yeah, I mean, that's sort of, yeah, that's true. That's just like its own separate category, right? Um, But besides that, before the Suicide Squad, um, I would have said that it would have been Shazam, too. Mm. But now, man, after the Suicide Squad, I'm locked in on John Cena on this Peacemaker Peacemaker. series. Yeah. And, dude... I'm loving it. I'm loving it. I'm loving him. Apparently, he's been like going around, uh, like wearing his costume where yeah. he shouldn't be, <laughs> like on the red carpet and to just different places. And I think that's hilarious. He's just showing up <laughs> in his tight spandex and his helmet, and I am loving it. I think it's hilarious. So I'm gonna go peacemaker. I'm gonna go Batman, Peacemaker, Shazam. Yeah, I think the Batman is obviously the number one choice. Getting another look at that film. There's all these rumors that they had a, a test screening for that movie, and there's all these people being like, oh, man, I know somebody who saw the screening, and they said this, that. There, there's, It's ridiculous. I don't know if that's true or not, but there's so much noise out there that I'll be excited just to get a look at a trailer at something real instead of just all the crap that's coming out. So that's obviously number one for me. Sleeper pick number two. This I did not name this as one of the projects, but DC's League of Super Pets. I don't know if you've seen, they've had like some little like teaser trailers for this. It's coming out next year. It's a feature film and I'm hoping it'll be age appropriate for my kids because I used to watch Crypto the Superdog on Cartoon Network and that was awesome. I loved that show and I am stoked for the opportunity to have that. I've been begging for Pet Avengers forever. So I really hope that DC League of Super Pets is great and that we get to look at it. Um, at DC fandom. So yeah, crypto is all time, all time, right? Crypto there. man, crypto and ACE, ACE, the detective pup. I mean, there's, yep. there's so many great options. It's going to be amazing. Some great voice talent on display there too. Keanu Reeves is in that cast. I think Dwayne Johnson is playing crypto. I, uh, John, Chris, John Krasinski is in the cast. There's like tons of great voices going on there. So that'll be, that'll be a lot of fun. Excellent. All right. Moving right along. More mo- new movie info. I said I have said moo movie twice now. Twice. I keep Kirk. thinking you're going to say moon newbie. <laughs> it's horrible. I don't know what is wrong with me. My brain is broken. Okay, so we've got this Lion King prequel. A prequel to the live action Lion King, which the live action Lion King was basically a shot for shot remake of the original Lion King, but now we're getting a prequel to that movie, which the original Lion King never had a prequel. The prequel 
is being directed by Academy Award winner Barry Jenkins of mm-hmm. Moonlight fame and others. And we're getting some plot, minor plot details and some casting news. We have young Mufasa. Um, Aaron Pierre has been cast as young Mufasa. And Kelvin Harrison Jr. has been cast as Taka, which is rumored to be young Scar. So Ooh. that's, I guess, his name before Scar was Taka. So take that for what you will. But they're now saying that the expected plot of the movie is going to focus on the origin story of Mufasa and presumably Scar, as well as the mythology of the Lion King world, which that part we had heard before, but the whole origin story of Mufasa and Scar, we had it. So how are you feeling about this project? I wonder if Taka is um, like a junior version of their father and because he hates that he wasn't given the rightful throne. Mm. Maybe he changes his name Maybe. to match his outward anger. Yeah, because even even Mufasa calls him Scar in the line. Yes. So like that's a that's official. And it's not like Mufasa would like nickname his brother, right? I no. think I think Scar took that mantle yeah. and decided I'm going to be an outcast. I'm going to call myself this um, unless he was um, cast out by their father or who maybe a council of lions i don't know there's there's so many opportunities there are, here there are i know i first of all like i said a year ago when we first heard about this story i want the lion guard lore built in here i want all of it the the, the glyphs on the wall i want yes. the whole thing with the roar all of it i want it all um for anybody who hasn't watched lion guard because you don't have small children you're really missing out it's amazing yes also i'm admittedly more interested in the scar backstory <laughs> than oh, the yeah. Mufasa origin. Like I have to know what's going on. I, now that we know that he has a different name, like I got to know what's happening here. The only way that uh, Mufasa would, because Mufasa is like your, your archetype uh, perfect character. He's your Superman character, yeah. right? He is your, your do-gooder, your, your Captain America. Well, what, what they made Captain America so great is that he came across some questionable decisions uh, in the MCU. So mm. Mufasa could be, could have some questionable decisions that he has to make as King. Maybe he makes some bad decisions in this movie. That would be interesting, but I'm with you. I am more interested in Scar. What's his name? Taka. 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 I'm gonna. I try not to say Taka because that's from Moana, but it's like T A K A. Taka. Or Taco, you know. Yeah, exactly. Slip at the tongue, you know. Right. If they make Mufasa a jerk, I'm gonna be really mad. I'm totally cool with him like making mistakes and and being, you know, imperfect. That's I I think appropriate and should happen. But if they make him like he was a jerk to Scar and that's why Scar is the way he is, I'm gonna be super ticked about that. Yeah, kind of like um, in in Harry Potter, where uh, uh, Harry Potter's father is a yes. Huge that's jerk. exactly what I was thinking. Like the whole Snape thing. It, if they go that route, I'm going to be super mad. Yeah, you're like his parents were perfect. What what am I watching right now? What am I you know for the readers out uh, that his father was this huge just bully? You know that's yeah, not fair. Exactly, and like Snape was like the good the good like he was like his real dad all along. You know, he just didn't even know. Right. I don't know. I, I don't want any of that. I don't want any of that, please. Nope, stay away, Disney. Because Scar is a murderer, and Mufasa is not. So I just, I, I don't know. Let's let's be careful, Disney. And all those details are coming to us via deadline. Sticking in yeah. Disney, The Jungle Cruise sequel confirmed at Disney. Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are both on board to reprise their roles. 
via The Hollywood Reporter. Kirk, your thoughts? Stupid. <laughs> Stupid. I, I mean, it was always obvious as soon as the, as soon as the, like, the, the mass reaction was good. It was always obvious that this was going to be the route. But I have to say, I don't see it. Like, I don't see, objectively, let's say I loved it, right? I'm just looking at the plot alone and not my, not my thoughts on the actual movie, which, of course, if you go back and listen to our review, I was not super high on. But I don't see it. Like, what's the story? And, and they're going to have to try to balance this, this love story with Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt. And it was already paper thin. And I feel like it's going to be rough, rough, rough. Yeah, I don't even know. You know what they're going to do? They're going to do this dumb thing oh, no. that they sometimes do in sequels where there's like this other guy uh, oh, or this no. other girl that come into the picture and they mess things up. And then the, the main love interest who you thought were in love, it challenges their relationship. Think of High School Musical 2. That's yeah, exactly what this is going to yeah, be like. Yeah. It's going to be a disaster, but we are going to get The Rock singing on a golf course, screaming at the top of his lungs with some sick dance moves. But other than that... This movie is going to be a catastrophe. That's honestly best case scenario. Now that you, yeah. now that you put it that way, like I'll, I'll take that. I'll, I would buy that for sure. Bet on it, bet on it. <laughs> Though it, it would never be as good as as the as its namesake. I think that's that's just a given. Uh, but yeah, I I don't have high hopes for that. Even even if you were the fan of the first one, I think you really have to look at the plot trajectory and go, okay, like where are they actually going to go with this? It's kind of like when they make a movie when they make a series that's like a limited series and then mm-hmm. they decide they're doing a season two big little lies there dude there's people asking about mayor of east town and i'm like don't you dare touch mayor of east town you leave that alone um same with watchmen and stuff like just leave it be and that's what should have happened with jungle cruise because it's just there's just not a clear path forward in my opinion at all at all no nope. okay moving right along another sequel Expendables, a new Expendables movie on the way. I think this will be the fourth one. I think this will be the fourth oh, no. one. And all of the old folks who are in that film are coming back, presumably. I don't know about Schwarzenegger, but Sylvester Stallone's coming back. Jason Statham, who's not that old. Um, Dolph Lundgren, they're all back. Plus 50, 50 Cent is joining the the whatever they are, the crew, <laughs> the gang, the squad, um, the, uh, as well as Megan Fox. <laughs> so it's really checking all the boxes that you would expect for a, I believe, a fourth Expendables film. Well, as your father says, everybody needs a paycheck. Everybody does need a paycheck, and that's that's a fact. So you, you can't knock them for it. And you know what? If it's made enough money, then there is a, there is a market for it, and, and all power to them. I, I can't say that I've, you know, I'm not going to talk down on it because I haven't really, like, attentively watch this series it's just never been of that much interest to me but seems like they're scraping the barrel here a little bit how many how many movies out there are there that are uh you know continued sequels that don't already have a story arc right so like Mm. harry potter clear direction clear path oh you mean like new ip that just like continues to sequel right yeah. The only the only successful one I can think is Mission Impossible. It John just, Wick. I mean, it, it, John Wick. It's going well. It's there's not like a really clear path, but you know that they can continue to make that and make it good, and yeah. not just run and gun, right? Yep. 
Yeah, I think those are the two big ones, two big examples. But Expendables, like you what? have to, you have to realize that something like John Wick is very rare. That's why people love it. They're like, whoa, this is like a new property that shouldn't have been as good as it was. Then it was, mm-hmm. and then the sequels were good, and now we're on number four, and everybody's hyped. Like that, it's a rare bird. You do not see that every day. Even Matrix Four, like there's so much, uh, there's so many polarizing feelings to Matrix Three, that. Yeah, I think I think the Matrix legacy rests on Matrix Four. To be honest with you, it does. It does. If it's bad, people will tank it for the rest of forever, and they'll just say only watch the first one. So yeah, and you're only getting one one of the duo back for the directors, and it's like, you know, is it going to be as good? You know, who knows? We'll see. We'll see. But Expendables Four, Kirk. I know. Mark your calendar. That that no release date yet. Hollywood reporters reporting that, as well as the new cast editions. So we'll keep an eye out for that. Next up, Manifest, hashtag, hashtag save Manifest, was successful. <laughs> they did it. And I have to say, I really admire this fandom, you know, for better or worse. They watched the crap out of this show. They watched it so much. It's been in the top 10 on Netflix for an eternity. This is one of the best grassroots save something campaigns to ever happen on social media. I think the only thing it pales in comparison to is the Snyder release, the Snyder cut. That's the only, it's the only thing that it, that it, that like has any, even go comes close to this, but they did it. This was a show that was canceled. Everything was done. They continuously said, no, 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 it's not coming back. It's not coming back. It gained this massive popularity on Netflix. There were the manifestors that, you know, and, and of course, the, the great irony behind it is that the show is called Manifest. So there's a double entendre there in that they manifested yes. this fourth and final season. Uh, but Netflix is doing the season. It's going to be 20 episodes long. And if you are a Manifest fan, I just have to say, you did it. You did it. We, we tip our caps to you. It was it was uh, really well done. And... I got to say... Oh, go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you. No, you. Okay. And... It just goes to show, if you, and we've said it before, if you really want something, (laughs) if you really want a piece of content, like really, really badly, and you can scream at enough people and convince them to join your cause, you're going to get it, man. You're totally going to get it. Yeah, would you say if you manifest it, yeah, then exactly. you will get it? Yeah, and that's that phrase is coming around. That phrase was happening before manifest, like that kind of trend, like manifest it, speak into it. Speak, it, speak yeah. that it's going to happen and it will happen. And this show that I just trashed as soon as it came out, mm. the trailer came out, I was like, oh, it's lost. It's lost again. Um, granted, lost kind of like fell apart in its, in its final act. Everyone kind of knows that. But... This this love, this resurgence, it makes me intrigued to go watch this That's show it. now. And it might be terrible. It might yeah. be awful. But I think I'm going to probably binge it after I finish The Practice, ABC on Hulu. <laughs> Thanks for the ad. That was good. Yes. Um, Just looking for some sponsors. I will not watch it. I will not watch it because I'm I'm too much of a hipster. I'm, I'm like, uh, I'm above. I don't know. I'm annoying. Um, so <laughs> I probably won't watch it. But I just really like... Those people give me hope. They give me they give me hope that my dreams can come true because they just started tweeting hashtag save manifest and everybody started doing it and boom, done deal. Dude, free Brit free Britney, free save Britney. manifest, Snyder Cut, 
Zoe's uh, what, what was that? Zoe's extraordinary. Yeah, Sonic. Zoe's extraordinary playlist. Get, getting a movie, yeah, right? Is getting that a movie. Yes. So There's lots of stuff out there. I know. And we I think the, I think the Gilmore Girls thing, like low key, was a very slow grassroots movement, but one that Netflix eventually brought to fruition as well. So yeah. Okay. Well, we got to think of something to scream about. I know the blueprints there. I think it's gonna, it's gonna have to be the Michael Keaton, (laughs) Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Batman, Batman Beyond. (laughs) That's gonna be our platform, which we're halfway there, to be honest. We're in. uh, I didn't even mention the Flash when we were talking about DC fandom. I'm sure they're gonna have something for the Flash as well. Sure. Um, So yeah, that's that's gonna be our crusade, Kirk, and it will win. We will win at all cost. We're gonna get you. All right. Get you, Michael Keaton. Last last thing is the No Time to Die trailer. It's yes. the final trailer. It came out today. I have it pulled up, but I'm not going to show it on the screen just because it's it's a final trailer. Like I was going to show it, but I was like, eh, it's the final trailer. We've seen big chunks of what's in this trailer already, but there is some new stuff. There appear to be some more plot details. Kirk, did you get a chance to check out the trailer and how are you feeling about it as it is our last look at the movie before it's October 8th release date? I did. I did get to look at it. Um, two feelings on it. First, I don't think you should release, I don't think studios should release the one last time when a, when a bond is ending their reign as bond. I think that's a little too premature. I think it mm. should come out later um, in advertisements, um, maybe on advertisements that it's coming to a streaming service or it's coming on DVD. I don't think you should do it now. Um, then there's the other part of this where, you know, the wait is over, obviously, because we've been waiting a long time. Like a this is a very time. different world that the advertising is mimicking life. Like it's not even... It's not even like, oh, you've been waiting for this movie to be made. No, it's been done. And we've been waiting for the pandemic to be a little bit safer to go see this movie. Uh, I ultimately liked it. I like this trailer a lot more than the other ones. Even though it is a final trailer, typically you have seen everything. The cut of it just seemed more cohesive to to what was going on. They probably got more stuff just finished, finalized, cut with whatever, you know, the, the, the right uh, scope of it. Uh, the right lens over the the entire film. So I really feel more engaged in this one. They're giving us more plot details versus the Bond girls as the advertisement. So it was a smarter advertisement. As we know, the actresses in this movie are going to be bomb. The actors in this movie are going to be bomb. But really, I wanted to see what kind of connection I could draw to it. And this one really, it, it got me. I'm excited. I, I, I was a little worried with um, with uh, Raimi, Raimi, Raimi Malik. Yep. Because I didn't want it to be another one note of, I'm going to be creepy. I know how to be creepy. It seems like there's a well-crafted character there. Yeah, I, I mean, he he's a great actor. I think, I, I also worry about him being typecast and, you know, being put in position where he can't really create a role and, and it's just kind of being like, forced into something that doesn't really work. I I also don't feel like that's the case here based on what I've seen, but I'll tell you what I'm really excited about. First of all, this trailer did the right thing by starting with the clips from the previous films. That was a great move. It was this, it was this movement of like, all right, let's get hyped again. Let's build the momentum. You know, we, we had it built up. Then the whole pandemic delay thing happened. Remember we got Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, like all the, all these movies, building up into this final chapter. So I liked that bit of it. And I also feel like I'm very 
hopeful that this movie will make Spectre a better Bond movie. I really yeah. am starting to feel like it was obvious that there was going to be a heavy tie and that it would sort of be like Spectre and this film are sort of part one, part two of the finale of this series. But that feels way more true than it did before with the new stuff that we saw. And Spectre, in my opinion, always felt like an incomplete story. It always yes. felt like it was missing something. And maybe the reason for that is that it was. And maybe what it's missing is this movie and that whenever you go back and watch this as a continuum, you watch this as a full you know, quintet of films, it will all piece together really nicely and Spectre will actually feel appropriate for where it's at in the story and what details they reveal win in terms of you know building the story arc in the right way i still think quantum of solace was a miss but one miss in a five film series not bad all things considered um mm -hmm. specter i wouldn't call a miss but i think it you know so far it's not the best but i think if this movie is great it's going to cement the legacy of this series as you know one of the best bond series that there that there has been if not the best yeah, it could be the yeah the best series because you know, as as we got Sean Connery and as we had as we got he was number one. Uh, he started it off as as Sean Connery's debut and Roger Moore and even even Tim Dalton and um, Pierce Brosnan. All those stretches of Bond characters and Bond actors, none of them ever really felt. Um, chronological um, right. they just felt like another adventure which is exactly what they needed to be so the retelling of the Daniel Craig it felt it felt very progressive Pierce Brosnan got very progressive uh, very chronological like linear if you will uh, as to where he began and where he was ending um, but yeah I think this really could be uh, Spectre could be um, Bond's Age of Ultron where it's like wait a second yeah, all those pieces fit together really well now you know what we didn't know what they were setting us up for I agree I think I think I hope it will be good do we know what what is the updated date I'm, I'm not even gluing myself to October it 8th. October 8th October 8th listen I'm about I'm one movie away from finishing chronologically chronologically Roger Moore's reign so I gotta get back on this yeah. of watching all the Bond TikTok, movies TikTok Kirk your time is not your friend right now. It's That's right. working against you, but you, you can do this. I have faith. I have faith in you. One month. <laughs> <laughs> you got this. Just like I'm trying to read Dune book one in, in the next month. And it's slow going, I will just say. But I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. Um, 4,000 pages. <laughs> it's seriously so long. Like I'm doing it. I'm doing the audio book. And it's like, I don't know, 23 hours. And each book gets progressively longer. So... Oh my Ooh, gosh. Woo doggy. That and Wheel of Time. The Wheel of Time. I was like, maybe I'll try that out. And then I was like, nope. I missed that boat by a, by a long shot. Um, all right. Finally, I want to bring up some things that are that should be on your radar to check out on streaming and in theaters coming up in the next few days. First of all, Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. It's finally here. Our first new marvel property in a really really long time and kirk and i we, we've secured our tickets for thursday night we will be there remember it's only in theaters no disney plus premiere access this is it you have to see it in theaters it will release on disney plus 45 days later but that's 45 days guys you're gonna get spoiled you're gonna yes. there's gonna be jokes and memes and all that stuff mask up go to the theaters 
make it happen. You can do it safely. Kirk and I have done it many, many times and, and we'll continue to do it to support our local theater. Please go see it. I think it will be good. And we'll be reviewing it on this show next week. On that note, the Marvel one-shot uh, short film, All Hail the King, is has been added to Disney+. Plus. This was an extra on Iron Man 3. It relates to the Iron Man 3 Mandarin storyline and directly ties into uh, Shang-Chi. So it's, it's sort of a must-watch before you go check it out. It's like 13 minutes long. Go give it mm-hmm. a watch, and it'll feed right into that movie. So that's available on Disney Plus now. Um, sticking with the Marvel train, What If Episode 4 drops tomorrow, September 1st. This will be the Doctor Strange Supreme. I think that's what they're calling it, Doctor Strange Supreme uh, episode. So it's like kind of like an evil Doctor Strange thing, I think, or like a dark Doctor Strange. Looks pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, they say, what if Doctor Strange lost his heart instead Ooh. of his hands? Meaning that Rachel McAdams, uh, what's her real character's name? Um, I'm blanking. Maybe it's just Rachel McAdams in the comic Doctor, books. Doctor, just... um, oh gosh. That's okay. I want to say Dr. Adams Carter or something, but it's not. Is in the car in this version. She's in the car when uh-huh. he crashes his vehicle on the mountainside. And assuming we don't know that we don't know if that means that she for sure dies, or if she goes into a coma, or he thinks she dies. Lots of different options, of course. Uh, but that that struck me like hmm, that's pretty clever. Pretty clever. Yeah, for sure. And Benedict Cumberbatch is voicing Doctor Strange, so that'll be yes. good to check out. This one I'm really excited about. A new series on Hulu. The first three episodes are now available. Only Murders in the Building, starring Selena Gomez, Steve Martin, and Martin Short. Um, yes. What a cast. And it's like a it's a whodunit series. Like I said, the first three episodes are on there, and then they're going to release weekly from here on out on um, Tuesdays, I guess. But it's out there. Go check it out. I, I haven't read any official reviews because I try to stay away from that, but I can say that the buzz on my timeline has been nothing but positive for the show so far. So... I'm eager to go check it out. We'll see if I even make it through tonight without having having checked it out. I'm very excited. <laughs> um, and then finally, Harry Potter fans, all the Harry Potter films return to HBO Max tomorrow, tomorrow, September 1st. So mark your calendars if you don't like have the box set or whatever, or if you're getting ready for your Halloween rewatch or what have you, they'll be that'll be the place to get it, HBO Max. All right, Kirk, we got a movie to review. We got games to play. Let's pop it up one last time. Thank you for listening to this episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. Our executive producer is Ryan Spriggs, and our original music is by Rhetoric. You can check them out on Spotify, Apple Music, and Amazon Music. We are on Facebook at Popcorn the Number 4 Breakfast, as well as Twitter and Instagram at PFB underscore podcast. Check the description to find out how you can connect with us on Discord, subscribe to our YouTube channel, and follow us on Twitch. If you like this episode, please subscribe, like, comment, rate, or review. And if you want more, you can find all of our episodes and videos on popcorn the number four breakfast.com. We'll see you next time. Mm-hmm.